Hello and good morning, evening or afternoon, depending on when you are tuning into this latest episode of Edie's Susty Talks, our short but sweet audio interviews with sustainability and business leaders to help us all stay connected, informed and inspired, even if we are pressed for time. For our Engage Week, which is all about sustainability, communications, engagement and reporting, it's great to be speaking with a CEO about how top level leadership can drive progress in that field. Um, on the line, I have Ronnie George, who is the CEO at Volution Group. Thank you very much for your time, Ronnie. How are you doing? I'm, I'm very well. Thank you very much for the introduction. I'm really delighted to be here today to talk about a topic that's really dear to, to, to my heart and I believe my organisation at large. Yeah, I mean, it's doing some super interesting work, but I'm not sure that everyone maybe has heard of the business. So it'd be great to start with an introduction to the group in your own words, Ronnie. Yeah, so look, Volution Group is a, a main market UK listed ventilation company. We provide ventilation solutions that go inside buildings, um, primarily in residential buildings, and we trade with the strap line healthy air sustainably. Yeah, so sustainability clearly a reason for existence for the company, but sometimes getting to targets and building on that is is the harder part. So we're here to talk about everything to do with engagement. Um, and comms and it'd be great to hear about how you and the rest of the executive engage with staff on these topics to break down that top level view into actionable work streams. It's really good timing the the, the question because in, in actual fact I mean Volution I, I, I've been CEO 12 years and we've been we've been a listed company for, for nearly 10 years 10 years this June um, and we're quite an acquisitive group. So every, every year we've been acquiring new companies. So, of course, communication, particularly with new new companies coming into the group, is is essential. But what we kicked off a couple of months ago was our first group wide employee engagement survey. And when I, when I say group wide, we've got local engagements going on with local operating companies, local management all of the time. But this was the first time that we did a consistent sort of group-wide approach and uh, I was delighted some of that some of the headlines there so Volution has just over 2,000 employees today but um, we managed to have a sort of hit rate of over 80% of our employees um, participating in the survey and that was that was particularly pleasing for us and what we were able to do was ask specific questions so for example healthy air sustainably is it something that resonates with our colleagues is it something they understand Um, you know, some quite pertinent questions around you know, how authentic do they believe pursuit of sustainability is. And, and as I say, I could go into a little bit more detail maybe, but um, we we were delighted about the response. Overall, the scores were very positive and we've already been in the sort of loop feedback loop process over the last couple of weeks. In, in, in fact, we had a, a global leadership call last week with about 100 senior and next level leaders from across the group discussing this very employee engagement survey. Yeah, I mean, as you mentioned, that belief in the authenticity is really the cornerstone of this. And also breaking that down into exactly what that authentic goal means for the staff bases and looking at some of the goals that the group has are things like 75% of revenue to be derived from low carbon product and service sales by the end of financial year 2026, um, dramatic increase in recycled content in products and so on. Um, so I thought that the teams that that might affect a lot would be procurement and, and innovation. So how do you really drive into discussions with these kind of teams to bring those targets to fruition? 
That's right. We have what we call our three P's, product, planet and, and, and people. So under under sort of product and, and planet, we're, look, we're looking at issues such as low carbon content of revenue and, and also about the recycled content. So if I take them in turn, I mean, for us, recycled content of our, of our revenue is, is how we succeed, how we help our customers effectively um, ventilate their buildings. And, and just to go back a stage, I mean, maybe I haven't explained this very well, or maybe maybe we should just go into it in a little bit of detail. But if we look at the sort of developed world, then the, the general view is about 40 percent of all carbon emissions in the developed world are coming from buildings. And clearly a large element of that is is coming from sort of wasted energy. So if we heat a building, and then we exhaust that air to atmosphere or we have a, a particularly not well insulated building, then we're having to reheat the air more regularly. So our our view is that we, we can help solve that problem. We, we believe that buildings should be more airtight. They should be um, better insulated, but then ventilation becomes essential. And this is where uh, some of the product technology we have, decentralized heat recovery or heat recovery technology, this is a low carbon technology is how we help our customers so in actual fact the metric our low carbon content of sales is actually driven more through the way in which we run our business every day the engagement that's happening right now as we speak across all of our different geographies as our sales teams are sitting with customers whether they be new build developers whether they be refurbishment or whatever talking to them about the impact that low carbon ventilation, the positive impact that low carbon ventilation can have on that building. And the other element, the recycled content, is more to do with how we package that solution. So you know, many years back, I thought about this. A lot of our products, particularly in the residential space, are from plastic injection molded tools or plastic injection molded frames. And what what I was worried about is that you know we we keep buying lots of virgin ABS and hips and PVC and we make these products and they go into the they go into the market and many of our products will stay in buildings you know potentially for for many many years not quite the life of the building although some some potentially could do and we thought long and hard about this you know plastic is something that can be um, can be recycled. And we set that in motion about four or five years ago. And we've got this target, very, very ambitious target to get to 90 percent of all, all of our own production from recycled plastics. Now, we're now running in excess of 70 percent. And you know, quite, quite honestly, here, if I look at the gap between where we are and the 90 percent target, we're, we're not absolutely sure about how we'll get there. But coming back to the engagement, this is where it's really exciting, because the challenge for our colleagues is, you know, we don't have, you know, senior management certainly don't have all the answers, but I believe that from within the organisation, and if we can capture the hearts and minds and really inspire people with this, then our colleagues will help us find the answers. And that indeed, I think, is why we've been so successful with these targets, because they resonate really well with the people who work across the business. Yeah, I can imagine that. It's sort of like setting a challenge and waiting for people to to respond. And I know that people that work that kind of job are natural problem solvers most of the time. Um, and Ronnie, I also wanted to talk to you about how these goals are affecting engagement with the supply chain, because obviously you're going to have to talk to your suppliers of virgin plastic um, at the moment, look at suppliers of devices that might need to be changed. 
your learnings on that essentially we know that this can be challenging people working in food and beverage especially I saw having a supply chain crunch on recycled plastics a few years back so I know that this isn't without its challenges so what have you learned on engaging the suppliers on low carbon and more circular innovations? So first of all I mentioned at the beginning that Pollution is a, a main market UK listed company and actually the sort of transparency around our stakeholder engagement, you know, to whether it be shareholders, employees, any stakeholders, is very, very transparent. So these targets are out there. You know, they're publicly declared. We we measure ourselves against them. In actual fact, some of the senior management team and myself have an element of um, ESG targets, if you like, that are part of our our annual bonus plan, and and, and we're very happy to have that. It's about 20% of the total opportunity. But of course, you've got the publicly declared target. So it's very easy for our people to go and engage with suppliers and so forth, because in actual fact, probably the smartest suppliers that we deal with are already looking at our publicly available materials and they understand it. But one really exciting engagement that's worked well for us is with AO.com or AO, the, um, the retailer, on white goods and they have been working on recycling themselves over the last few years and that's to do with the fact that of course when you buy a white good say from AO and they deliver your new refrigerator what happens with the old one and what they worked out is they have the opportunity to to effectively take back at the same time that product from your house or from wherever wherever the location the commercial office or whatever and they've got a recycling company and they're able to break this down into its constituent parts. So we had a bit of a maybe a bit of a corny strap line, but it was fridges to fans um, some some years ago. But we've partnered with them so that the internal parts of some of these white goods are reprocessed. And then through through a third a third party intermediary, they're provided to us um, in, in a fashion that we can utilize them in our own production. And so those sorts of partnerships are really quite exciting. Uh, there's there's just one good example about su- su- supplier engagement. I mean, one one other thing I'd like to mention, it's not quite on the sustainability issue around uh, around materials, but we've taken very seriously um, the whole issue uh, 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 about the governance within our supply chain and, and carrying out proper audits and so forth with our suppliers so looking at things as to sort of you know child labor risks and slave labor risks and so forth and um i was particularly proud last year that we engaged with one of our suppliers um not not suppliers sorry one of our shareholders who gave us some really good insights about how they were thinking about this and and, and actually they they complimented us on the declarations that we made in our in our annual report at the end of 2023 so I just think this whole transparency thing about the supply chain is really important. We're proud about our purpose and what we do and how we take our products to market. And we think that there's actually some some sort of pride in, in supplying pollution with these recycled plastics or whatever. You know, because ultimately we're providing products that go into people's homes that improve their indoor air quality. And I, I can't think of what's much more virtuous as a sort of an industrial business than, than, than helping people's um, quality of life improve. Yeah, of course. And that's an end to end motivation. But I imagine as a supplier, it's also to capture the new market because Volution won't be the only people seeking a low carbon component or a recycled 
components. So I guess it's a sort of future ready piece for the suppliers themselves in a way. Yes, I, th- I think, Sarah, the, it, it's it tends to go in cycles. So what you'll find is that initially when we started this, um, we, we were one of the early adopters maybe of the material. And then, of course, other other companies, are not necessarily in ventilation, but for other applications competing for this material. But I think that's the advantage of the long term nature of our partnership, for example, with AO, is that we're we're committing to them for the very long term. They know that we've got a sustainable business and that and that the the revenue, if you like, will be will be reasonably constant over time. And in turn, we're committing to them. So there is that sort of confidence and faith that this is a relationship that will endure for many, many years into the future, rather than you know trying to jump around and use different available sources. Because of course the the source of that recycled material or the source of that of, of that original material that then then is processed so that we can use it is really important to us. Um, and I think then if we're moving to different suppliers on a regular basis, that that has you know substantial challenges. Yeah, I can imagine. And Ronnie, we've covered engagement with loads of different um, stakeholders, staff, suppliers, and even touching on retailers and customers. But I also wanted to touch on um, government engagement because I know that a big driver of demand for the products that that um, the group makes will be policy changes, um, like the Future Home Standard. And I know that in the past the government has come under criticism of facing sort of crunches in product demand and supply. Um, and skills on these things. So any advice for proactive engagement with government this year? We know this is something a lot of our readers are worried about, essentially with an election on the horizon. Yes, and and, and I think as a result of that, I think the consultation has probably gone a little bit slower than we would have liked. But um, you know, I'm confident when you look at something such as Future Home Standard that that, that direction of travel will be maintained almost irrespective I think of what of, of what government outcome we might have should there be an election you know probably by the end of this year or by no later than January 2025 so I think in that regard um, we continue to engage on the on the basis that we'll make good traction and 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 an actual fact our business development director Lee Nurse attended a meeting yesterday so there's a couple of things that we've done that have really helped engagement we occupy the chair seat at the ventilation trade association called TIVA heating and ventilation association inside Beamer that's a very influential organization and Howard Howard Porter actually retired as CEO recently I had the good fortune to go to his retirement drinks uh, a couple of months ago but he is um, he's been inspirational and, 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 and hugely driven and I think as a result of it that I would say the quality of our engagement with government, not just on ventilation and 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 how that works, but this whole decarbonising agenda, um, I think has been excellent. So I, so I think in that respect, and through our evolution lens, we get to see the different um, the, the the different sort of consultation with government in 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 different geographies, so UK or in Germany and Nordics and all over Europe where we've we've got local presence. And I have to say, I think the UK generally is doing a very good job. If if I think about new homes today, generally speaking, new homes are being built with much, um, much greater low carbon content than they were. I think there is really good engagement from the house builders in terms of what we should do in the future. And I think that's borne out by some of the statistics. You know, we, we are still in this energy crisis, if you like, in terms of fuel poverty 
risks for a, you know quite a large proportion of the UK population. And what we're seeing is that new homes are significantly lower cost to run from a sort of heating and, and power perspective. And, and, and that's credit to the improved standards that house builders are building to. And as a result of that, you know, we're seeing, again, this is all uh, quite obviously, you'd, you'd, as you'd expect, joined up. This is why our low carbon proportion of revenue is increasing, because more of those products are being demanded in the marketplace. Well, it's great to hear some positivity coming out because we know how much worry there is about this sort of engagement for this year ahead. So thank you for that, Ronnie. Um, I'm afraid we're actually running out of time for our whole conversation. Um, And I know we've covered so many different stakeholders and lots of different tips and tricks for engaging them with really case study evidence from the group. So thank you so much, Ronnie, for your time and for your insight on Susty Talks today. That's excellent. Thanks. Thanks very much for listening to me. I hope that was interesting to your listeners. Thank you.